um, I always see confidence as how aligned are you with, with uh, what you say you're going to do? Like how, like it's basically coming back to the relationship you have with yourself. Like if you tell yourself, I'm going to do this thing and you don't do it, you're kind of betraying yourself. Therefore you become insecure because you're like, can I actually trust myself then? But if you set a certain goal or set a certain action plan and you do it, that's how you boost confidence because you actually tap into that knowing of, I know what I tell myself, I'm, what I'm promising, I'm delivering. Welcome everyone to Love is Lisa podcast. Our mission at Love is Lisa is to share people's stories and the challenges that they have overcome so that those who are listening in can get the strength, the courage and the hope to be their better selves. Today, we have a very beautiful guest inside and out. Over seven years ago, she started her account, which is called Cuckoo, which was a luxury lingerie account, sharing her passion for lingerie and also mindset and empowerment. With her hard work and consistency, she has grown it to over 90,000 followers. And then Instagram took it down. But if you thought that this would stop our unstoppable guest, you'd be wrong. The only thing that it made her do is rethink and redirect her purpose and energy. Now she's using her six plus years of experience in marketing to help set other businesses up for success, to help them grow. She has founded Cuckoo Collective with the purpose to make growth marketing easy and to dispel the secrets of marketing. Flora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me here, Lisa. Like that was the best intro somebody ever did to me. So thank you so much. I could have not uh, done this any better. And I feel very honored and blessed to be part of you on the show. And I've seen you grow the last two years and it's such a blessing to now be finally on it and, and talk to you. So thank you so much. And I'm pretty sure that you give so much value to your audience and you have a really, really amazing audience. So I'm just happy I can have a little um, place here to, to talk to you and to them. So uh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so honored to have you here. And let's start there. Let's start with your journey. So tell us a bit more about your accounts and how, when, what made, what happened when in your mindset, when it was taken down, what journey did you go on to? And how did you actually deal with that? Because that was a big thing. I can imagine it being a heartbreak for anyone. Yeah, it's, um, that's a really good point. So I basically started, uh, with, with the account, uh, seven years ago now, quite some time. Um, I always knew by heart that I wanted to do, uh, start my own business and I wanted to help others, uh, while doing that. So at some point, it's actually quite funny. I was 13 years old and I got a t-shirt from, uh, um, uh, from somebody and it said cuckoo. So, uh, C-U-K-O-O. So I think that translated means little bird. But I was honestly obsessed with this t-shirt and I was wearing it to, to high school every day. And at some point people started to call me Cuckoo. And I was like, oh, it's quite, quite a nice name. And that moment also Instagram started introducing itself. And I was like, okay, just, um, yeah, making an account, seeing what happens and just starting that journey. And I was really uh, unique in that moment because nobody was really doing it. So, and, um, yeah, and in a few years time, I just really found this path of lingerie and just empowering other women and started to build a little community out of it. And I'm pretty sure you can also relate that at some point, if you start a project and you get really, you lose yourself in it, it kind of becomes your identity. Like it becomes part of yourself. And that is exactly what happened. It's that sometimes also a little bit of a, a pitfall when you get too 
um, emerged in your in your project and it becomes your baby because then it becomes mm -hmm. the forefront of everything you do. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very tied to your own identity. Um, mm -hmm. So at some point I was um, having a lot of fun. I had a community, uh, worked with a lot of brands, actually a lot of really nice renowned brands such as Ojo Provocateur and La Perla and honestly had the best time. But I also remembered at some point I was not as passionate about it anymore. So I was just n not even regularly posting at some point. I just, just started checking the account every few weeks. So kind of um, letting go of this huge passion and um, connection that I had with it. And I believe that was the moment where Instagram actually disabled my account. So it was last year, November. Yeah, last year, November, where at some point I was going to work. I checked the account and I couldn't log in anymore. I was like, what is what is happening now here? What's what's going on? And I went back home and kind of Instagram gave me this announcement that they disabled the account. And I was trying to um, call them, go to customer service for literally three weeks every every single day. And it was kind of heartbreaking because then I, there's no way I could go back in. Um, and it just goes to show that sometimes if you don't cherish what, what you're doing anymore and if you're not as passionate about it anymore, then things you take for granted actually get taken away from you. So that was a really mm. big learning for me that it was actually just um, a moment uh, that opened my eyes that I was not 100% in it anymore. And that is mm. perspective because especially if you do something for, for seven years, um, sometimes you have to give yourself permission, allow yourself to actually change the route and, and pivot to something mm -hmm. that better for yourself and not be so mm. um, sticking with, with that one theme or that one niche or one passion because we just have to allow ourselves to just be human and um, give ourselves permission to not always be 100% uh, in, into one identity and that we we can change and we can become a different person mm. if we want to, right? It's also sometimes mm. moving into different places because then you can allow yourself to do that. So that was for me a big moment to just say, okay, you know what, Let, let's move on. Let, let this chapter be a really nice chapter of, of, of my, my life. But then um, take this moment as a moment of exploration of something new mm. and yeah. uh, make this all about what is coming back to, to the source of who you are and what, what are your strengths and your skills that you can go into. And for me, it was mm. definitely a few months of a, a rough period because if you can't lean on something, then you very easily... Um, uh, able to drift into a lot of different directions so people give input and you're like oh I can do this thing and I can do this thing so it becomes also very messy but I think sometimes mm. in chaos you can also find a lot of peace because then you have yeah. finally the moment again to um, shift perspective and also yeah be able to create your own path like a new path so that was the moment I actually uh, we figured a lot of things in my life and I was like okay I did uh, now digital marketing. I worked with uh, nine brands so far, fashion lifestyle brands. And I was so lucky that I could help them grow. I was like, that is a no brainer that I can just help other uh, women in, in that area just grow their brand. So why why didn't I come to, to that conclusion before? And it kind of took me six months to realize. <laughs> so sometimes it's really just about like when does my highest self show up and how can I nurture that? Like when does she show up and how can I give her more knowledge and expand that that uh, sensation uh, of, of just wanting to, to become that, right? And for me, it was just that's good that I really wanted to enhance. 
And I think sometimes when you tap into that, um, you have this kind of this higher self. I always see it as like spiritual body in yourself. And if you just start nurturing it and you're like, okay, I'm going to give you some books and I'm going to give you the right network and the right mindset. At some point in life, like your spiritual body just expands to the point where you just have to change. And that is a really nice uh, realization for me to have because then, or for, for everybody basically, because you, you're being forced to change. And that's really uncomfortable because wow. you, fa you face yourself with your past uh, life or your past self. But there's something inside of you that just forces you to, to move into a different direction. Mm. Yeah. I just found it so, so beautiful and your journey. And honestly, I'm so impressed because for anyone who has been doing something for so long, as, as you mentioned, it becomes such a strong part of your identity that it's even hard to distill where is you and where is something that just you, that you do just because something that you do became part of you. Yeah. And I'm so, so impressed how you actually managed to move on and to reconnect with your higher self and to anyone who is now listening. And, you know, there, there will be lots of things in our life that you've been doing, for example, for multiple, even decades, and then the job disappears and replaced by something else. Yeah. And to have this skill to actually mourn the loss, take the time and then redirect yourself, refine and see, view it as you need to move on to something do this and the next thing I find it just honestly I'm having the chills I'm, I'm talking and I'm having the chills because this is this is so crazy for me like I, I cannot believe that you managed to do that and also you said it only took me six months you know I, I feel like many people for years or decades never rebound and think about their past success and you're like oh, okay you know I I started doing different things and trying things out and um I actually wanted to ask you and go into the direction of the conversation of how how were you actually able to trust the process that letting go something that was already good for you and to believe that there's something even better coming? Yeah. Because that's the hard part, right? Because we don't know that something better is coming. So how did you manage to do that shift? Yeah, I'm so happy that you asked that. Thank you so much for that, for that question because um, I think a lot of your audience can also resonate with that because it's so easy that you're on a certain track and then um changes happen and they have to happen for you to actually level up in, in life right like it's with everything from graduating to moving to a different country there's always a certain um area of that you have to let go and it hurts and mm. jumping into uncertainty and taking a leap of faith is so scary and it's so brave and to shout out to everybody which has done a really big step in our life because i know that trend this transition phase always requires a lot of trust in yourself and also surrender. And for me, I can also tell you like a little story of um, one of the biggest manifestations I had in my life that basically came from a place of surrender. So basically mm -hmm. um, when I just graduated high school, I was um, always really eager to study fashion. Like it was one of my number one goals, like something inside of me that just told me, go do study fashion. But you have to imagine mm -hmm. I was growing up in Germany, basically in the middle of the fields. Um, my family doesn't come from a rich background. So there was no potential or no opportunity for me to actually pursue the dream that I want to. But in that moment, you know, when you're when you're just 18 and you're not really, you're so um, uh, risk adverse that you're like, okay, I can, I can do it regardless. Like I'm unbreakable, I'm uh, in invincible. And... Um, I just really, there was this unshakable belief that whatever happens, I could manage. 
So actually not, not long after that, um, even about like meditating or, or, or whatever, I was just having this belief in myself that I could do it. And not much later, I found actually a, a contest uh, with 200 participants where I was able to, um, yeah, just get the chance to, um, get 100% of the tuition fees of one of my favorite universities. Mm -hmm. And you have to imagine it's a 60, 60,000 euro university in uh, Barcelona. And I'm like, I have no chance. This is not going to happen. Um, way out of reach and everybody was calling me you're absolutely crazy because everybody was staying in my home country and nevertheless i just tried it and i was like whatever happens i just know it will lead me to something better even if i'm going to fail it's not going to work out i've tried it and you can never not try like that's the that's the base you could you could do for yourself right and then out of luck i, I was literally only one out of one, 200 people who got the scholarship and I was able to literally pursue my dream and to, to study in Barcelona and Milan completely for free. Um, so for me, that's also something I always um, tell, tell my friends and other people that you're so limitless and everything that's out of reach, you can totally, you can totally achieve it. And especially I think sometimes we're also so fixated on a certain outcome that we don't give ourselves permission to actually think bigger and to give mm -hmm. the universe a chance to actually guide us into our highest, to our highest good, because a lot of times we think what is our best, but there's actually something even better out there. And we just have to have this belief that we, we know what we want, but we're also really open to explore and we're really open to let ourselves be guided and just have a, have this mm -hmm. belief inside of us. So yeah, that's, that was one of the biggest realizations that even if something is completely out of league, you can, there's, nobody should tell you not to do it because the person who's telling you not to do it, they probably have their own ego attached to it because they think, okay, they couldn't, they could maybe never achieve it. So just go for it, you know, um, hundred percent, just get yourself into it. And I'm actually good to you say that about surrendering because I'm actually experiencing this right now where I'm looking for an apartment. So basically I'm living mm. in Amsterdam really most beautiful city ever. <laughs> and I have oh, yeah. the most beautiful apartment um, in the city center with one of my best friends that I'm living here with. Um, it's a beautiful, completely white two floor apartment. And um, my best friend I'm living with, he got a promotion. He basically said, okay, Flora, I'm moving out. I'm moving to San Francisco. And for me, that was kind of a, a no brainer to say to, to him, okay, let's leave this place together. Let's call it the two, two years of home that we had to, here together. Let's call let's give it an end. Something that was really insanely great. Let's just give it an end and see what happens. And I have to tell you, I haven't found a new place so far. It's, I have two, one and a half weeks to go. <laughs> and I could be sitting here crying and uh, being desperate. But on the other hand, I'm honestly, I'm just welcoming all the feelings that are coming in and I just know for a fact that something better is to come. And it is so funny, actually, because a lot of my friends tell me, yeah, just move in with, with somebody else. Just here is a place. Just just go just go there. Just bridge, bridge it. But um, I just know for a fact that if you believe that there's something, if you have your own values and you're in alignment, um, you're always able to attract uh, what, whatever it is that, that you desire. And even even more, if you give yourself the space to... So for me, like one of the key learnings is right now to always 
just come back to to yourself, to your own alignment, because that is the, the only moment where you can attract joy and abundance and give yourself that, that freedom to to think big and not play small. Like the, this world is like, we're, it's way too short to, to play small. And even if I would spend, I don't know, the next few months, even if I would have to go back to Germany to my parents and look from there, there's going to be a moment I find the perfect apartment, right? So it's just that inner unshakable belief that something is going to happen for you for your highest good. And you, you maybe not quite sure what, but it's going to figure itself out as long as you put in the work and you, you, you give your certainty every, every day to hundred percent that you're going for it. Then it, it just, ha it's just a matter of, of divine timing. It just has to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. You know, it's uh, once again, it's one of those situations that everyone else would be freaking out and panicking me, myself included. <laughs> and you once again, I, I trust the process. I know something better is coming. Mm. And I think that's something I would like to tap into because, yeah. um, when you mentioned in the beginning that when you were 18 years old and you really wanted to study fashion and you had this, um, more risk of, um, risk taken approach and you believed you had this belief that whatever happens you'll you'll make it happen and you felt invincible and i actually wanted to ask you do you still feel like you have that belief or do you feel like the belief is fading away but now as you're saying <laughs> with your house hunting approach i was like okay we've got the answer to that question <laughs> uh, I'm just insane. <laughs> something that we have to continuously train ourselves i think that's where meditation comes into practice and that's the beauty of um always finding a way, it's this inner work and always finding a way back to yourself, right? But I think it's also just this process of spirituality and meditation is really glamorized because I see a lot of my friends, they ask me, okay, but I'm meditating and nothing happens. Like I'm mm -hmm. there, I'm thinking about my dreams, but they're not coming coming through. Like what what is the problem? And most of the time I believe, and that's what I, what I sometimes did when my manifestations haven't happened is, that I was completely blocking my own emotions in that moment. So for instance, if I give you the example of now not being able right now to find a place, I know in a, it's in a moment of manifestation and I'm letting all the emotions, all the emotions are valid. Like you, you should not try to suppress them with, oh, but I'm just going to meditate and feel great and it's going to be fine. Like that's suppressing your own emotions and that's not going to help you because then you're not really in alignment. But it's all about, I'm sitting here, I might, I might feel some some grief that I'm, le I'm leaving something really great and I'm just going to let it happen. And all your emotions are valid and you're perfect in that moment and you're lovable. And I think always reminding yourself of that worth that you have and just that all your emotions and you're a complex human being, right? Why, sh why should we suppress any emotion? And mm. while knowing something really good is going to come for you is one of the one of one of the things that really led me to really great achievements or great manifestations because I'm not denying myself. Like I'm just I'm it's all about less denying and, and more surrendering to the process and just letting yourself be be guided as well. And being also open for for everything that's to come. For instance, now I'm also thinking, okay, uh what if I'm just gonna go for two months to Porto if if uh, it doesn't work out. So just opening yourself up to new possibilities gives you so much more more freedom to um, be guided in a certain direction as well and not being mm. kind of vision on one specific outcome. And um, yeah. yeah, 
I also feel like so many people, you can be, you really want something so hard that you're basically like knocking on the door, knocking at the, on the door and you're pushing so much effort, you're pushing harder and harder. And actually there's another door just ne open next to it. <laughs> that's actually where, that's where you're supposed to go. <laughs> you're like, no, I want to go here. And you're like, it's better there. <laughs> Universe is like, it's better there. And you're like, no, but this door, look, I, I push it. I'm trying so hard. Why is it not happening? I don't see it. Mm -hmm. And actually that's something that I wanted to mention as the story from my personal life, because, um, I remember when I just finished university and I really, I really had no idea what to do with my life. It's like, I was in the stage when I was like, do I get a job? Do I start my own business? Do I go do masters? I really had no idea. So I was in Ukraine and trying to figure it all out. And then I realized that firstly, I need to go to Paris because that's something that I felt that I just need to move to Paris. And I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to that inner voice. I will just book a one-way ticket to Paris. Like Whoa. the flight was happening in three days. I had no accommodation. I had, I, I had no job. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was like, I trust the universe. I'm moving. Yeah. I bought one way ticket, um, texted all my friends saying, has anyone heard of a spare room or something where I can stay? <laughs> Just before I was boarded the flight, a friend of mine was like, yeah, sure. This is the place you can stay here for 300 euros, which is ridiculous in Paris. And I, I didn't even get any pictures of the place. So I just trusted it. And everyone was like, Lisa, you're crazy to go live somewhere without even seeing the pictures of the place. Then I arrive in Paris, go to the house and it's the most gorgeous house ever. But it's like, you know, 16th century architecture, um, beautiful French Parisian style. And I'm just shocked there that I just trusted the person and all of a sudden ended up here in Paris. And then I remember trying so hard to find a job because I felt the time pressure. Um, and I was there and I really wanted to work as a consultant, but to work as a consultant, your French needs to be fluent, fluent, like business level fluent. And mine was fluent, but not business fluent. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, let me first just get a job in, um, a consultancy, but for example, Deloitte, but as uh, in accounting or in finance, and then I can transition to a consultant. And I tried so many different jobs in accounting and finance, and I was just not getting it. I was like rejected, rejected. I was trying harder, but people were not replying and it was just not working out. And then I was sitting in my bedroom and I was thinking, why the hell am I pursuing accounting? I hate accounting. I hate that subject. You know, my mind has made this, <laughs> my mind has made this plan. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this step and then that step. And I was like trying so hard. And I was getting rejected, rejected, rejected. And then I was like, wait a second. What if that is something that just not meant for me? And I should just apply for the consultant in the first place. Yeah. And then I applied in tech, for a tech consultancy in Amsterdam and I just got accepted. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. I'm it's also <laughs> to, <clears throat> to realize that because that's exactly what, um, your, your high, highest calling is right. Like, especially like moving, just taking the step to move to Paris and having that inner voice. <clears throat> I always believe that your highest self is really calm and it just gives you that do it. It's never like, Oh my God, you should do it right now. It's like, go. And you're like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> and that is so powerful that you just trusted yourself and trusted whatever happens and just your own abilities uh, to figure it out. And I think sometimes like, 
especially as women, we're always like blocking our, our own abilities to figure it out because we, we're, we're scared. And I think it's so powerful you, you tapping into that and just saying, okay, mm. whatever scary situation I'm, I trust myself and I know myself. And it's so, also mm. so nice with the, with the shift, the shift that you just uh, said that you were experiencing, because a lot of times we're really wanting to open a certain door. And I think to go to, we have, we have this like tunnel vision that we can go from A to B, but it's really going from A to Z to K to C. Or <laughs> <laughs> to out of the alphabet. <laughs> Making a full circle. And um, I think that's also the beauty of, of, of life that we, we can totally, we can totally give ourselves the permission to, to do that and to not be so const constructed by society's way of going from A to B. But to just experience and um, experiment also with, with what we want, because that will step by step lead us into our calling, basically. Like that will give us the certain tool set and the the social knowledge and everything together to then um, give us our power. Like nobody is born with exactly knowing what their what what their calling is and mm. experiencing different uh, companies and businesses and. I think that's so valuable and it's really nice that you've just been open to us and just asking yourself for a moment, like, what is it actually that I want? Because yeah. most of the time there's a certain answer that if we ask the right questions, we get the right answers. And mm. what I was doing wrong in the past that I was always asking myself a yes or no question. So something that you could answer with yes or no, but now I'm kind of question myself in the way that it's more open and that my higher self can kind of give me a more appropriate answer and dig a little bit deeper than just yes or no, because now I can mm. give myself a certain permission to, yeah, to dream and to have a bigger picture because that will also mm. lead yourself in a, a much more open way. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I also wanted to dive deeper into manifestation because as you mentioned, lots of people from your circle, your friends mentioning that I'm not doing manifestation right. It doesn't work. And also manifestation seems a little bit like, woo -woo, like how does it exactly work? And people don't really know how it works and they feel like they're doing something wrong and there's not like a really concrete thing that you can do. So I just wanted to dive deeper into how we've been doing manifestations. And also just to mention, I wanted to mention something that I feel like manifestation also comes from just building the relationship with yourself mm -hmm. because I would not be able to just buy a one-way ticket to Paris and just move there if I have not built a relationship with myself that I know that I will figure it out and then I will trust myself and actually listening <laughs> listening to that inner voice that you have and giving it power it 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 just kind of I feel like the universe looks at you and they're like oh my god she is so crazy. She doesn't have a place to stay. And she's just, she has a flight in like a few hours. She doesn't have a place to stay. How crazy is that? Like, and then all powers align yeah. and you kind of like new reality emerges. <laughs> like this beautiful house where she needs to stay because it's like, oh my God, you know, I feel like universe is panicking. It's like, <laughs> you are not panicking. I was completely calm. I told my mom and dad, I was like, I'm just moving to Paris. And they're like, what? <laughs> and, and I was inner, in, in myself, I was just completely calm. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'll believe I'll be able to figure it out. And I trust the process. And um, so I was wondering, so how, how do you manifest? So if somebody would want to start manifesting, what would you advise them? Is it, for example, do they just 
need to sit down and journal or do they need to meditate or in what way are you doing this um, hmm. going for a walk connecting with nature what are the actual things that people can do to start doing it in the more right if right is a correct yeah. word way it's uh, also really good that you asked that i mean there's never a right or wrong way right because i, I also see a lot of people who <clears throat> never consciously sit down to, to meditate or to, to visualize, but then they have a lot of good things coming into your life just because their mindset is on point. And whatever you can do for your own mindset to um, be kind to yourself and just to have this inner knowing because that is in the end, everything that, that um, how do you say, is surrounding the bigger picture, as you're saying, um, for tapping into this higher power. And your higher power is always that moment. It always comes up when you're just really calm and you're in it knowing that you have to do certain things and you have to, to go for it. So the more you can tap into that, the more likely you are to be in, your, in alignment with yourself, basically. And I think there's so many ways. Like for me, it also depends really if you're more an auditive person or more a reading person or um, somebody who likes to go on a walk and listen to a meditation or somebody who likes to sit down. Like for me, I just found that guided visualizations that give me a little bit of a, a framework to think in a certain kind of way um, makes it much easier for me to uh, really get, get into that emotional state. And which is what the most important thing of manifesting is to really see yourself as if it has already happened. So a lot of times mm. in the past I was uh, um, writing gratitude journals, which is amazing because it gets your frequency up but also writing uh, gratitude in a way that it, is, it has already happened. So kind of thinking of how would, would your present look like if you already have it and being already grateful for it. So um, I always write goals down every, every morning. So like five to eight goals. And then I kind of look from the perspective of my future self looking, looking back. So how does it feel to already have it? Um, and how am I impacting and how am I helping other people? How am I helping myself? showing up for myself because one thing that I found about a fulfilling life or fulfilling lifestyle actually has three elements for me. Um, that is first you're doing something absolutely thriving and you love. So something that gets you up in the morning and you feel good about it and you're like, let's start this day. Um, the second thing is that you have personal growth. So you, you're doing something that also challenges your belief system, challenges yourself, your knowledge, your skill set. And the third thing is that with what you're doing, you're helping others. So mm -hmm. you basically have some sort of impact. You talk to other people, you, you change your life, you inspire them. And out of those three things, um, really creating that fulfilling life, basically, that's for me where my manifestations come from. So every time I'm in alignment with those three pillars, it's really easy to manifest because you're in a certain, you get into a certain flow state of, basically your, 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 self, your highest self, right? Um, mm. from, from a practical, um, um, logistical speaking, um, um, how do you say it? <laughs> speaking manifestation is of course, you, there's just a lot of trust involved and just knowing that, um, whatever you're manifesting right now or whatever you have, like, let, let's take it easy. Whatever you have right now is something that you have subconsciously manifested. Let's say the last mm. three to six months. So it actually takes quite a long time. And a lot of times um, people believe that if they just sit down for 30 minutes every week that they can instantaneously manifest great things. And that's not how it works because you have to give it time and it's continuously sending the, the universe signals that you want a specific thing, right? So for instance, my biggest manifestations actually came from three months consistently 
um, sticking to a certain plan and not pivoting, but mm -hmm. just for three, sometimes even six months, re really sticking with one certain desire and really going back to my own alignment. Because one thing I also noticed is that if you change your vision every day or every week, you give a, the universe a certain signal, but then the next day mm -hmm. or the next week, it's a different thing. So you kind of, um, it's, there's a lot of confusion and then you don't get what you want because you're not in alignment with yourself first. So I think just coming down to what is it that your heart is desiring? What, what is, how can you be open for it and not limiting your, yourself for it, but also thinking a little bit out of your league or out of what you think is possible mm. step by step. I think that's really key. And also, mm. um, I always see it as a certain kind of uh, belief bubble. So Like, let's say you're writing down your goals and you say, okay, I'm so grateful that I made a million this year. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, this feels a little bit intimidating. Um, I don't think I can make it. <laughs> then you kind of, um, even if you write it down and you, you have it in your brain, it's not going to happen because there's a certain area of belief that you have around yourself, right? So what can you, what can you write down? What can you say that is in that bubble? that you know is a little bit out of your league, but you can make it. So what is the mm. next step? And not thinking too far, far, far ahead into the future and writing down your 10-year goals like all in once because that will just lead to a lot of uh, overwhelming and um, a lot of anxiety, which of course we, we don't want, right? So I always ask mm. myself, what is in that bubble of belief maybe in this month or next month that I can manifest? What is achievable mm. if I put my heart and soul into it? And mm. yeah, is it, is it yeah. something how, how you manifest or what is your, what is your way? Yeah. So I, I think it's quite important for, for me just personally to have, um, a big vision for my life, but what actually what's interesting. So basically that big goal or something that very much excites you, but what's very interesting. I don't spend that much time thinking about that goal. I more think about the goals that are short, more short term. And, and working on actually making them true. Like basically you can see them because I, I do need to have the big one to know what are my smaller ones that are following to that big one, because otherwise I would feel a bit lost. I would just not know like, why am I doing it? And for me, the big goal is always like the crazy one. I like to push it because this, this is just how my personality is. If something is not ridiculous, like very extreme, I don't get excited and then I don't take action. So it needs to be extreme. It needs to be the one way ticket to Paris or like you're running out of money and you don't know what to do. And then it really, really pushes you. That's, that's uh, just my personality. And I just know how, um, through journaling, I just know what works for me. So I just try to align my actions with what works for me. Mm. So, but I absolutely agree with you in the terms of if you set out a goal that's so outside of your belief bubble, as you refer to it, it just feels so intimidating that you will actually stop taking action to get there. Mm. You will actually even, you could even perform worse than if your goal was to earn the exact same money that you're earning now, just because you're so intimidated and like frozen yeah. and you don't want that to happen. It's a and, but, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like you don't want to get into that action paralysis, but you know, just outside, you have to, you have to push yourself just like a bit outside because outside of your comfort zone and just like go for a bit further because you go into that uncomfortable growth space <laughs> where you actually grow, you have to. I know guys, it's not fun. It's like, I think it's also just something else that I want to mention. Many people think manifestation is like this beautiful, 
fully like when you're fully in alignment and things are just coming but more, so many times it just you do feel like it's so messy and you have no idea what you're doing and you start doubting whether it will work this time or did you push it too hard and uh, it's never never started out it's never like this beautiful process and growth is just could be so painful because you actually a part of you is dying and then a new one is born so that process of some part of you dying the one that did not know that skill for example and now you're learning the skill that part that did know the skill like didn't know for example how to take pictures is now dying and a part of you that knows how to take pictures is born and that process is painful because you, you're constantly in that growth cycle and you're making mistakes and you're learning and that's just so so painful yeah. um no, you're manifesting yeah. things yeah so i just just wanted to say that that for anyone who's thinking that everyone who is manifesting it just has things happen to them no oh, no okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's also so good that you touch base on that because I think that's never the illusion that you you want to give up that everything is just all butterflies. Um, and I also know I know you uh, quite well that you also have a very strong morning routine in order to um, tap into that resistance. Because for me personally as well, it's so important that I welcome pain. And every every day when I hop into a cold shower um, and I, I turn all the way to to freaking ice bath then um i'm just telling myself in that moment i welcome you i welcome resistance and then i just let the cold water rush over me and it's never fun and sometimes i'm asking myself when am i actually doing this but it is exactly that practice that allows you to then tap into this shadow and this this pain and the resistance that you're going to feel throughout the day like i feel it when I get involved in a social circle on a new one and I feel this social resistance of, oh, but what are they going to think about me? And then I'm just telling myself, I welcome resistance. I'm just going to jump into resistance. And then I'm like, five, four, three, three, one, jumping into it. And um, it is so important that we have these like little habits throughout the day that actually boost our uh, perception upon resistance and confidence. Mm. And as, um, it's called the, the confidence uh, loop. So basically what you can do mm. is that you start in the morning with one small action that you know is going to increase your confidence. And then you, you trickle them, you sprinkle them uh, through your day. So basically let's say you start with a cold shower and then, okay, you're hyped up, you're motivated, you drink coffee, you're caffeinated, let's go. And then you, you, you schedule a meeting with uh, somebody that you normally don't schedule meetings with and you have a really good talk and it boosts your confidence as well. So you kind of want to climb that ladder of confidence. So that then you, your entire day just becomes like more easy and more easy instead of mm. like just rest it and take that warm shower and stay in bed and snooze in. That will just actually give you such a disservice throughout the entire day because then you, you're just like, why can't I just stay in bed? I just wanted to thank you for just saying this because... I feel like the, the way that many people in society think, they start thinking th this kind of energy that you just have the right to feel good and just things need to happen to you instead of you actually doing that hard, uncomfortable thing. It's like, why I cannot feel good when I just lay in bed and I do nothing and I take the warm shower and then I do what I'm comfortable in and why everyone else like feels so great and achieves a bit more success than I, I do. And I, I also deserve success. And yes, you do deserve success, but when you have to jump in that cold shower, you have to do the uncomfortable thing because without doing it, you're not do going on this cycle of 
actually said welcoming resistance and then actually growing. And you, if you don't do something that's outside of your comfort zone, you will not feel good about yourself. And on every day when I was like in the morning, instead of doing my morning routine, I would be saying to myself, no, I deserve to rest. And I just wanted to clarify on some days you do deserve to rest. And I usually ask myself, is it coming from a place that I'm generally uh, don't feel well or I'm tired or is it just the lazy part of me that's now taking over and I'm listening to that part. And every time when it was the lazy one who said, Lisa, you deserve to rest. You don't have to work out cold shower. No, skip it. And then if I skip the workout, my day goes so much worse mm. because it's already, I embarked on a different journey instead of welcoming resistance and climbing that confidence boosting ladder. You're coming kind of like, oh, do I really need to attend this meeting? Oh, I don't really want it. Oh, okay, let me skip it. Um, do I really need to say this part when I'm presenting? Oh, let's skip it. And then you end, end up at the end of your day, you're like, oh my God, it went like small things that made it actually climb the ladder the opposite way, yeah. go down the ladder, yeah, and if then, you know what I mean. Yeah, and then you also become more insecure, right? Like the more you just, it's kind of like, um, I always see confidence as how aligned are you with, with uh, what you say you're going to do? Like how... Like it's basically coming back to the relationship you have with yourself. Like if you tell yourself, I'm going to do this thing and you don't do it, you're kind of betraying yourself. Therefore you become insecure because you're like, can I actually trust myself then? But if you set a certain goal or set a certain action plan and you do it, that's how you boost confidence because you actually tap into that knowing of, I know what I tell myself, I'm what I'm promising, I'm delivering. So that's how you create this yeah. like inner belief of, okay, whatever happens, I can do it. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Actually, that's exactly the topic that I also wanted to discuss. And I'm so happy that you bring it up because I'm basically on this quest about asking people about confidence and insecurities, because it breaks my heart to see how many girls are insecure these days. It really breaks my heart. And it, I'm not saying that, you know, everyone is 100% confident all the time. Everyone has insecurities. Mm -hmm. But just to have this a bit more trust in yourself and to have a bit more confidence, because if you don't have firstly that confidence, you're not, you'll never go fully for your dreams. You will not create the dream life that you could. And that breaks my heart when people don't just meet their full potential. Mm. So why, why do you think, so you, you were mentioning that, uh, it's that trust relationship with yourself that if you, it starts lacking that people become insecure. So do you think it's that that's causing young girls or to feel insecure these days and not have that confidence. Yeah. That's actually a really good point because of, of course I'm also feeling uh, insecure a lot of times. And I think that is also sometimes very much um, just influenced by of course society and the way that we see beauty. I think there's a lot of um, pressure to first of all, perform in your job, especially like in a male dominated environment and also to perform but she has a young girl to <clears throat> look and be perceived a certain way. And that is quite, quite a hard one, especially when we move through girlhood, let's say, and uh, we kind of get taught how to be a girl, always be nice, um, never speak up, sit in your seat, just be the beautiful girl you are. And that is kind of, that becomes very much a disservice when we enter the, um, the corporate world or when we enter our business or when we enter uh, the world basically because when we're 18 and we're so net oh just be the nice girl and then we have our first job that's 
for me, that was a tremendous um, insecurity deal breaker because I found myself in a situation where I felt like I can't speak up. Like everybody's looking at me, everybody's judging me on the way I look and that is going to, you know, yeah, influence my performance. So I think one thing that we're missing in society is that we don't really get taught how to become a woman. Like we always get taught mm. how to become a man. And then when we man mm. up, then it is, be, is being perceived as bitchy or um, uh, masculine. And then too mm. much. She's too crazy. She's too mm. outspoken. She's too wild. Whereas um, that is actually not, that's not what it's about. It's just about how can I step into my own woman power? Because there's so much power that we have as, as, as girls and as becoming women. And just, just cherishing that and tapping into that feminine because there's so much like power in there. A lot of times we don't really want to look at it because we, we think it's perceived as like too soft. Um, mm. So I can totally relate to that insecurity part, especially also when it comes to jobs and social situations. But yeah, it just really comes down to what is your relationship with yourself and how can you harness that and cherish that and become more of who you already mm. are and just instead of focusing on all the weaknesses you have, like this inner critic, this inner voice of saying like, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. What if you're mm. just tapping into my strength at this point? Like the only thing I have to do, focus on my strength, and develop that. And that will already give you such a confidence boost. For me, when um, yeah. I did my, my six years for now for digital marketing for different brands, in the beginning, I sucked at everything I did. <laughs> I just sucked at it. I had, oh, I had so much insecurity. But then the moment you focus on a, a specific skill, a specific strength, it's inevitable that you will develop a certain confidence in your skills and that will channel your own confidence also as a person, as what you can do and your abilities and just lean on to that. That's so beautiful. Just mm. lean on to what you can do. And that is exactly where, fi where finding your place is instead of like spreading yourself thin and trying to do everything perfect for everybody. Just focus on yourself, like what you can do and what you can do for yourself. And that will... Yeah, just expand at some point. <laughs> yeah, because everything, I love that you said that when you started, you sucked at something because every, every time you, the first time you do something, you will probably suck at it. And it's fine because it means that you're not good at something yet. Mm -hmm. And I really emphasize on that yet, because that's where the growth mindset comes in, because you can become very good at that if you're willing to put the hard work and it will take time, but with consistency, you'll get there. So that also helps me with feeling insecure about anything, because if you start comparing yourself to someone who has been doing a podcast for 10 years, you're like, oh my God, it, it, it could make you feel insecure. But then I'm like, I can get better at this mm. and uh, watch me after 10 years of doing yeah. this. That would, <laughs> that would be something. Just having that, knowing that in 10 years, it will be so on autopilot that it will, it will just flow even without having to think about it. It's kind of like uh, driving, driving a car, right? Uh, you get from this, um, I think it's called unconscious um, incompetence to conscious, no, conscious incompetence. <laughs> and then you moved up that ladder to getting into autopilot into your unconscious competence where it just, where it just flows. And just having that belief that whatever you start right now, even if it's really scary, Give it a year or two and you will be in your unconscious competence part where you, you're just an expert and yeah, just holding on to it. And also just trying something at least for six months without pivoting 
because most of the time I, I notice for myself that I start a skill, I start a hobby and I'm still in the learning process. So I'm not really, and then I, I'm sucking at it and I'm like, okay, this is not for me. But what if it's a little bit harder until it becomes easy for you? Because it will at some point, but most of the time we don't allow ourselves to get to that stage because we we get caught up in the insecurities of it. And um, it's really mm. watch me in 10 years. Like that, that should be the, the vision for everything you're doing. Yeah. I don't know if you know Tom Billy and Lisa Billy. Um, they're the founders of Impact Theory. And uh, also what was very fascinating for me to know was that they started doing the interviews with guests as part of their previous company, Quest Nutrition. Mm -hmm. And Tom actually came to Lisa and he told her, I'm so bad at this, at the interviews. I'm so bad at this, Lisa. Like, I think we should stop this show. It's not worth it. I'm not good at this. And of course, it was like one of his low moments. And Lisa was like, okay. Uh, cool, we could do that, but you have to do this for six more months. Yeah. And if after six more months you have the same opinion that you don't, you're not good at this, then we'll stop the show. If it's something that's not for you, right? Like if you just um, don't see yourself as being a podcast or interviewer, if you feel it's not for you, it's also fine, right? Mm. Uh, but you have to do it for six more months. And needless to say, <laughs> the skill acquisition does work. It's it works like magic, but getting the reps in and doing something, staying into in one zone actually does help. And now if you look at him interviewing, I'm so impressed, but it is hard work, years of experience of him doing that. And the person who wants to actually quit something is actually so good at it now yeah. that it, there is a lesson for all of us in there. Yeah. And it's so encouraging as well, because when you look at him, you're like, oh, this is so effortless. He's born with it, but that's that's not true. Like you also don't look at a bodybuilder and you say this person's born with it, right? Like also just going to the gym for the first time and lifting heavy weights, and afterwards you don't see any results. Like why would you stop? So it's just about okay, because also with something I realized is that we can never rely on our own motivation to do something. Like we're just humans. Like we have a brain that's really complex. Like we will wake up one day to feel like gold, and the other day we, we we're going to feel like crap. And that's some, that's why these habits are so important to put in place because otherwise, if you heavily just rely on your, on your motivation, you will never come to that stage where you can acquire certain skills to a certain point where you actually in total competence with it. That's a really good one that you're saying that because I also, I'm experiencing that almost every day where I just don't feel like doing a certain thing, but still with that little pushing through and just knowing that it will work out. And of course, the, the moments where you just completely, where your body tells you don't do it. And of course, don't, don't do it. But most of the time, just tapping into that, knowing that it's going to pay off is so important. <laughs> and just really training that muscle of, of knowledge like every day. Yeah. I always remind myself of the quote, discipline will take you places motivation cannot. Exactly. Yeah. That's such a good one because you, ne you can never rely on your motivation necessarily. And also exactly. It will not be there on your bad day. No. And you will have, <laughs> you'll have that. <laughs> and also I, I really love that you said that, um, just a moment before when you mentioned that when somebody mastered a skill or is a performance very high level, it looks effortless. And I feel like that's almost like an ego trip that we are taking when we look at someone who is doing something and it looks so effortless and we think, oh my God, they're born with it. So basically almost. Uh, not have the pressure 
on ourselves to do the hard work to get there. Like that person was just born with that skill, excellent communication, etc. And then not actually saying, oh my God, that's, that person spent 20 years doing that. And that's what I would need to do to get to that level or that person spent 10 years working out in the gym consistently. Like, oh no, they were just born with uh, the type of body and I'm just not born with this type. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to, I'm so happy that you mentioned that. Yeah. I just want to add on that because it's so important also for, for your listeners is that uh, sometimes we, we, we judge other people by their achievements and what they have. Right. And I think there's really a tricky one when, when we do that. Um, and if we, let's say, we see somebody having, as you, as you said, having a certain skill or a certain achievement and we kind of downplay it, it actually starts to um, give our own path more resistance because then we actually manipulate our own belief system around it. If we say, okay, this person only got this achievement because he or she got, got sponsored by her parents, we will never allow ourselves to get there because we think, okay, it's only possible if we get sponsored by our parents. So what if we just, if we look at somebody doing something effortlessly or having a big achievement, just celebrating it and just being happy for that person will actually also allow ourselves to make it much more easier for ourselves because we come from a place where, where we also allow ourselves to get there and not necessarily cock block ourselves. <laughs> I hope this is being us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just love that mic drop on that <laughs> mic drop on that <laughs> and I, I think this is a good moment so before I ask my last question where can people find you and connect with you and reach out to you and maybe help you find a house I will post this video <laughs> this Tuesday in front of my other interviews just to make sure that if there is a beautiful soul that actually has the keys to this beautiful house in Amsterdam that you can get it <laughs> <laughs> um, I really appreciate that um, and of course everything's going to work out and yeah um, so I'm, as, you, as you already mentioned uh, in the intro I don't have an account anymore so it's a little bit harder to reach me now but I've I just started um, my new business venture which is called Google Collective and I'm basically helping aspiring female entrepreneurs that start their product-based businesses uh, set up the right marketing strategy so you can find me under Google Collective on Instagram and yeah it was super nice and people can just dm you there exactly i'm super open um i only have i think 70 followers so i, I read everything <laughs> <laughs> so yeah really 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 happy to to connect with you know such a heartwarming talk and um yeah wait 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 there is one more question there there is one more question <laughs> before we jump <laughs> so the, the, the last question would be Imagine you're 80 years old and you're looking over your life and you think, I really wish I did that thing. And I'm very um, sorry that I have not done that. So what would be that thing for you now? So you have not done it yet up to this stage, but you, your soul is really craving it. And you know, for sure that as when you'll be older, you'll regret not doing it. Do you have something like that? Oh, that's such a good one. Um, it's not an easy one. <laughs> it's a really big one, actually. I think for me, the, the stage that I, I want to reach and it's really part of my why is to see people grow. And it's something I'm just currently developing into it um, to really do something with impact and to, I always envision myself with, uh, on a big table with a lot of other women and we have a good talk and um, we see each other grow. I think that's one of the things that I want to see before I'm 80 to leave an impact and 
yeah, see other businesses grow. I want to see other women making money and stepping into the power. And that would be one of the most enriching things. Yeah. And probably moving somewhere yes. close to the sun. That was beautiful. Flora, thank you so, so much for coming onto this show. It has been such a pleasure. Honestly, I could have kept talking to you more and more. Yeah. I loved it every second of it. Thank you so much. I could totally like, keep on for, for another five hours. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And best of luck with the podcast. And uh, yeah. love you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Ha, <laughs>